As a Papuan Australian woman, I want to start this podcast by acknowledging the traditional custodians of the land that I live, work and create on. The podcast, Our Women, Our Stories, is created on tourable land and I pay my respects to their elders, those who have left us, those who are with us today and those emerging elders we are yet to meet. I acknowledge that sovereignty has never been ceded. This has always been and always will be Aboriginal land. Hello listeners and welcome to segment three of the episode Pacifica Artists. To reiterate, Our Women, Our Stories is a sub-phase of the Australian Council of the Arts funded project Our Knowledge, Our Practice, Our Stories. Continuing on from our conversation in the last segment, we reflect on the past and look forward to the future for Pacifica artists and creatives. We hope you enjoy this episode. I do find when I speak with the three of you that you already have this sense of, I mean, I don't know what the term is, but you have this sense of acknowledging all of those people around you, taking responsibility for your own learning. Um, And like you said, some people expect you to do that work for them. Why do you think people have come to this conclusion that you can just ask any brown person and, and then they'll know? they'll know, you know, the answer to this question about this one brown person who actually has absolutely no relation to you. Um, Yeah, if that question makes sense. Yeah, I think so. I think maybe like for here in the Australian context, there's so much guilt and fear of just not saying the right thing and so it just holds people hostage from even trying. um, you know, and that's a that's a historical thing. That's there's you know lots of stuff that you can um, like you know explore to understand why that still exists, which I find really fascinating. Um, because there, yeah, the, the, there is a kind of a um, a you know I'm going to you know give someone else the responsibility of educating myself. Rather than that, rather than make a mistake and have a genuine conversation, so that you know those misunderstandings can be just fixed instantaneously. I think we're you know it's 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 a shame. It's a missed opportunity to to learn. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then on the flip side, um, you're actually dealing with um, the dominant culture and. Um, they've never had to um, relinquish power mm. or relinquish their position. They've never, they don't know what it is to be at the bottom um, or below. Uh, and so, and it is that fear of, you know, or that, or just the assumption that that person will help me because they're the right colour. They'll, mm. they've got, they'll have yeah. dealt with other people that from mm. different cultures. Um, mm. So I think I've learnt more about that living in Aotearoa, specifically in North Shore, Longford. Mm. <laughs> I live amongst very um, privileged and titled people. Um, mm. Not saying that they're not kind; they very kind. But um, there is uh, there is a, a bubble. They live in a bubble, and they don't mm. they don't have to um, they don't have to ever. Leave that bubble if if they don't mm. and um, 
Yeah, it's. I I feel like that's half half the half of New Zealand's problem is, um, yeah, the dominant culture, their um, their entitlement and that expectation that, um, well, they're brown, they'll mm. know because they probably go to church together, <clears throat> or mm. um, you know, blanket <laughs> blanket statements. But then on the other hand, you know, being an Australian, um, mm. our our casual racism is next level. Oh. We are next level brilliant yeah. casual racism. Yeah. Um, yeah. But there is also when it's derogatory, we can tell. Mm. And then when it's actually when you when you um when it's humor, when you're actually taking the piss out of yourselves. And so um yeah, so having that kind of Australian experience of like mm. casual racism to the, you know, to the hilt and then mm. um saying words like black in New Zealand and everyone doing a collective <gasps> mm. <laughs> it's like, it's mm. black. or when you're referring to people's skin tone, like the actual colour, that's more of a caramel brown. Mum's a red brown, I'm a yellow brown. You know, when you talk in that way and you're actually talking about colour and the tone, mm. um, there's still that fear to talk about it. And I think um, it is what you were saying, Marianne, about um, they don't want to get it wrong, they don't want to get pulled up and get told mm. off and um so I think it's that thing of being able to measure um in every you know individual situation whether or not um they're coming at it from entitlement um or whether they're genuinely interested but the trick for us and unfortunately always um as people of color we constantly have to um you know be the educator um mm. And and that sometimes they just need to know and they, they don't and who else is going to tell them if not you? So I've been mm. learning personally how to do that without being an asshole. Mm. <laughs> can, can you tell me? Can you give me some tips, sis? <laughs> I, I smile and I say, shit. No, I, <laughs> no, like I, no, I, you do, you can see, you can just say, hey, you do realise, um, and I'm telling you right now, I've only learned that living in New Zealand. I didn't know how to do that when I was in Australia. As soon mm. as someone would say something to me, I would, I would write in their face, but here yeah. you can actually see the genuine interest and they, they, they just, so you've got to, you know, Mm. Um, take the able time to discern. And through it, and then eventually you say you do realize you're being racist cow. Um, yeah, that's you know, given time and you've built a relationship, and they're not going to, yeah, but yeah, yeah. Anyway, that's where mm. I'm at with my, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a one to one kind of situation. And as people of color, you've got to choose how you respond, yeah. and sometimes you're too tired, and so yeah. you're yeah. too tired today. Um, yeah. you talk to talk to someone else. <laughs> Yeah. 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 They will apologise before asking the question. Um, yeah, mm. and it's sometimes that makes me feel uncomfortable too. Yeah. <laughs> like, mm. Can you just ask the question? We're friends enough now mm. that you can just ask. It's okay. 
Yeah, I have to do it every single time. Mm, yeah. that's the that's the anger right the fear of um, the angry response the... yeah but also it's like well if i'm gonna get angry i'll just get, get angry anyway tell me because like, i don't know like i don't know <laughs> tell me please i just want to know um yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah i'm sorry i'm sorry yeah yeah mm, yeah and I guess that that is part of the privilege, isn't it? Like, you know, to, to for them, for them, the, I'm assuming the other person that's up coming to ask the brown person, um, the you know, to, to be able to stand back and spectate and be free of the ridicule and the not knowing the answer, to just be like, oh, I'm just going to put this responsibility on you, and yeah. I'm just going to stand back. Um, you know, I'm not. I'm not. Res- I'm not responsible for your rage as a black or brown person. Um, you know, I'm just just trying to learn. But yeah, I agree. The here in Australia, the it's so what's the word insidious. Mm-hmm. The the level mm-hmm. of racism. It's yeah. But then you can tell the difference from living here. Like what is kind of like underhand kind of stuff, but to yeah. like full in your face. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Um, can you have a preference for which one you want to deal with? <laughs> what did you say? Yeah. And then protecting your kids. I mean, oh, you've heard all the stories, eh, Lele? You know, yeah. I'm sure you've seen your mum, yep, go from zero to 100. <laughs> it's me. I'm going to write a letter. I'm going to write an email. To who? Who, who are you going to write to? <laughs> Actually, that's so funny you say that because, like, when stuff happens here and um, and it's like it's privileged and, and entitled kind of behaviour, especially at Buster School, um, all-girls Catholic school, um, and when you see um, the behaviour from the teachers and, like, you know, you know what that is instantly, yeah. what they're doing, yeah. how they're speaking. And my initial reaction is I, I say to Bassa, Bassa, you better say something. And I, you know, and then she'll just go, just hold off, mum. And so she has this patience where she can wait. Um, whereas I, I, before they even finish talking, I am in their face. I'm like, boom, <laughs> like that. But she will wait, you know. And, and so, like, often we've had parent, you know, where they do the big <laughs> gatherings. And people are talking and then she will hold my hand to keep me quiet <laughs> so I want to go, I want to go because you can see what the behaviour is. But mm. I don't. So, so yeah. yeah, it's different, eh? Mm, that's fine. <laughs> but it's up. I just want to fire up straight away. I want to get in your face before they've even finished talking because you already know what that yeah. is. Mm. Yeah. <sighs> but then, mm. you know, yeah, don't be the angry one. Doesn't get you anything. Mm. Mm. Yeah, Tani was always like, "Oh nah, it's all right, Mum. Uh, um, oh, Dad, Dad can deal with it." <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> you know, you know, I'm going to come in right now. Where, where is your class? <laughs> What's your teacher's name? <laughs> yeah, that's it. What's that? Yeah, it's terrible. Mm. Mm. <laughs> Do you think that this next generation have a lot more patience than you did at their age? I reckon that uh, they have more knowledge because we went through the shit for them and we've passed that on. 
And so when mm. they come to these situations, because I know that if I was in um, some of the situations that the kids have been in, um, I already know that I wouldn't have understood or I wouldn't have known how to carry myself in that situation, but they mm. do. They know how to carry themselves and um, and I think that's from us constantly talking to them about different situations, what that is, can you see what they're saying, what, you know, so they're able to recognise that already. So I, I feel they have more knowledge, they're more equipped to deal with those situations and what I've noticed now is um, they even choose to not even engage. Those people mm. are not worth our time. Next. Mm. Whereas... Mm. <laughs> Boom, boom. <laughs> yeah, wasted all that time. But anyway, children have learned from my experiences. Thank you. <laughs> you are welcome, children. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I reckon they're a lot more savvier and it, it is from having access to so, to so much information and stories and experiences um, online just in an instant. And so I think their ability to empathise and and to even choose which, which ones to engage with and give energy to, I think that's um, interesting to watch. Um, yeah, I think, I, I think, yeah, there's definitely a different, um, there is a difference in how uh, for example, like just looking at our own um, our own three kids, how how they respond to you know events that are happening in their school in their workplace, um, you know what it means to be Indigenous in Pacifica. It's very different to how now we've got you know my in laws living with us to just hearing them how they dealt with racism, like blatant racism, like being refused to um, you know stay at a at a motel, um, you know. Um, and that was because my father-in-law went in first. And then when my mother-in-law, who's fair-skinned, went in, they're like, oh, of course, you can come and stay here, of course. Mm. And then she's like, oh, you know what? Throw the key back. You know, we're not going to stay here. You just refused my husband. Mm. And he's a, you know, a high-standing citizen in our community and all that kind of stuff. So very, yeah, very different. Now they're, and, and it's interesting because, you know, their, their vocabulary even of situations is, is you know, is incredible, um, but that doesn't necessarily mean that they have the experience of that. Like they might be able to articulate what a particular situation is, um, where there's discrimination or, um, uh, you know, where, where someone is being treated less than. Um, but, yeah, there's, you know, it's it's a very different world that they're navigating and it's both exciting to see them kind of step into their own with their with their with their knowledge and um you know with with the families and communities that support them but um you know they're also little and we can't help as mothers and aunties to just go oh, you know just stand back let me deal with this <laughs> yeah yeah i've got a lot of confidence in our young peoples yeah yeah i guess um also they have this you know these the fights, the fights, the, the um, yeah, the fights that are, that they're going through and things where I'm talking about this whole, like, especially through the activism mm. um, type situations, they have templates in place because this, this is something that happens 
has happened throughout history, right? Mm-hmm. So what I'm seeing is that along with being savvier, they're able to tweak things that they've learned from what's happened in the past. They're now able to look at ways of making the system work for themselves. You know, mm-hmm. um, I see, you know, they're quite happy to get hauled off to, you know, get locked up and end up in court. And they know how to go through that process as well. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, my gosh, if that was me, <laughs> mm-hmm. I'd be freaking the fuck out. <laughs> like, <"What>? <laughs> 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 They're so onto it and so cool. I'm just like, I'm so grateful that you are like just so onto it and and that you have those past people who have also, like you said, Julia, have done that mahi so they can look back at them and, you know, know how to fight, but also in a new way. Um, and, um, yeah, they're very resilient. Mm. Yeah. The resilience. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, gosh, and they're less likely to be. Um, I mean, I'm just speaking from looking at my kids, and uh, I, I can't imagine there's just no way that they would um, remain silent. Mm. Um, they, yeah, they don't do that. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's thank goodness. Mm. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. I mean, look at you, Lily. Mm. Too. Maybe. Yeah. Oh my gosh, you're a grown person. No. <laughs> you're an adult. <laughs> I know, because I was looking at this photo the other day and then I went, oh my God, that's right. She doesn't live at home, like not for ages, but like, you know, because I'm not there and I'm not on, there on a regular basis. Like I, yeah. I, yeah, I remember that you don't actually live in that house anymore. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, sometimes mum forgets that I don't live there anymore either. Yeah. <laughs> 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 So taking a bit of a different turn now, what is a project that you're currently working on at the moment? Mm. <laughs> My life. Yeah, Mark, I'm still struggling, you know, trying to get this project off the ground. <laughs> oh, jeez, I need funding. Anyone want to fund this? Yeah? I'll fund you. <laughs> Some round boxes to tick. <laughs> yeah, my life is a project. I, um, I'll start my project that I'm working on currently, um, is I finished making Tech Talk our lines connect us, um, and it's just kind of been sitting um, ready to go. Uh, but I, I just didn't feel like it was. I don't know. I um, the timing was off um, to sort of share it, um, and I like to. Uh, that's how I work. I just go with when the feeling is right, and um, if that's even what I do. But. Uh, 
other than that, it's doing class, it's dancing, it's um, an Asian dance class and um, marking skin, which is currently on hold because we're in lockdown. So uh, otherwise, yeah, that's pretty much what I'm doing. So, so yeah, maybe I am still working on my projects, my life, my life. <laughs> <laughs> it's really hard to kind of separate all of that because it all sort of yeah. in together. Mm. But yeah. yeah, yeah, that's what I'm doing. Mm. Mm. Um, well, I am working on the next one million star installation. I'm going to put it out there into the world really soon. Hey, look out! It's happening right now with your podcast. Um, yeah, we're on our way to one billion, and I'm just going to. Just start making it. I'm going to set time frames and just activate it and trust that people will step up and say, hey, I've got this really incredible venue that I'm sure you would love to display your stars in. How can we fund you, Marianne? (laughs) 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 What do you need to make this happen? Yeah. So I'm super excited about that. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, uh, my work projects are currently on hold. Um, it's kind of in the planning stages. Um, but again, yeah, like Julia said, we're we're in level four, and they reckon that we'll be down to level three next week. But I mean, that doesn't mean we automatically go back into the office. It's just lockdown four, but with takeaways, right? Yeah. Um, which I'm excited about. Yeah. <laughs> um, I am so overcooking for myself. And, oh, <laughs> and like, it's only me, but it's like, really, you really need to a uh, full-on meal? Just have a sandwich. <laughs> just, <laughs> make it easy for yourself. <laughs> oh, my God. I, one week I just had like, pretty much like chip sandwiches. It was very sad. Um, <laughs> that sounds fantastic right now, though. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah. Oh. The dishes still pile up, so it wasn't that great. Um, <laughs> but uh, a personal art project, though, um, I found in the first Level 4 lockdown last year that I didn't do anything creative creative wise well I tried and it was really ugly um so Uh (laughs) I pretended I didn't do anything um (laughs) 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 and just admired everybody else's amazing beautiful creative (laughs) I did did. this time around um I, I tried again and again it was ugly, but this time um, I remembered um, the amazing project that Raymond Sangapuru Kele um, invited me on board to be a part of, uh, which was the paper bag project. I love this project because it's very like the brief is like it's, you know, the very simple you just make some art on a paper bag um and then you come together with some other artists who have also 
made out of paper bags and you just swap the artworks. So this is this is his project. Um, but what I've done is um, just started on making some works on paper bags. Um, the two times that I contributed to that project, um, I'm very much a person who works very close to deadlines. So I didn't realise that we're supposed to make 10 bags of art. I turned up with three thinking I was the bee's knees because I made it, I finished them an hour before I got there. <laughs> like, look at this amazing effort. I started last night and it's done now. And then I was like, oh no, <laughs> everyone's made heaps. What? <laughs> oh, shame. <laughs> I'm embarrassing. <laughs> what made it worse was that I'd actually made, um, it was a series. Um, so it was a triptych, which made us actually one work. <laughs> it wasn't three separate ones, it was one. Anyway, um, so, um, but yes, uh, it's such a great project and it's, because there's no pressure around the brief, um, I found it to be uh, a nice way of having a creative outlet during lockdown. Mm. And um, I've been watching a lot of movies. Um, movies and TV shows are like very much my comfort system. Yeah. I've heard that this is something that is an indicator of depression. But <laughs> No, no. I was like, I'll pretend I didn't read that. Um, (laughs) So I've been, um, I've just, I've been letting some of the themes of of the movies and things, especially the, the, the beautiful stories that you know. uh, There's totally some shit movies out there, but I've chosen to kind of focus on the the more um, yeah, deep, deeper storyline type stuff to to speak to with the with this art series. Mm. Yeah. So mm. so far I've made one work. <laughs> <laughs> Useless. <laughs> no. No. That is amazing. You get one done. Hey. Mm. I um I just remembered I actually was meant to be working um right now with um Jara um on her next dance piece and so I'd completely forgotten that um it's my first sort of venture back into movement um outside mm-hmm. of the the stuff that I do so that's actually what I'm what I'm working on um we were meant to be performing but because of lockdown um that's been shifted and so um that's in the works as well so actually yeah moving back into the movement world where I'm not actually the one directing and making it happen it's so nice Mm. (laughs) to not have to be the one pushing yeah Yeah, I really miss those um yeah miss those opportunities to sort of uh yeah move Mm. um and to be a dancer and not have to be the person um Dragging the horse in the waka. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then only to realise it's the wrong horse. Yeah, I'm <laughs> there. Horse was over there. <laughs> I've got to go back. This is a horse. It's not back. a horse. <laughs> <It's just> a <laughs> oh, wow. Really? 
into the artwork that I used to do when I first started and that is drawing. Um, oh, charcoal cool. drawing. So um, wow. that's been really interesting. That's nothing to share though. Like that's not something that's going to be the next venture. That's just me yeah. going, oh, wow, I, I remember I can draw. That's, nice. that's what I'm doing. Yeah. yeah. Mm. And if you've got an issue with your depression and the movies, then what's my issue with my like K-drama addiction? Like... Okay. What? what is that? What is that? <laughs> it's not depression. It's obsession, maybe. Um, <laughs> let's change the subject. Next question. <laughs> uh, it's the uh, Korean boss, isn't it? isn't it? It's going to be like the opening. Yeah, so. <laughs> and people are going to be like, what? Hey, I have watched so many K-dramas that I can hear what they say. Like when you're in the shops and they're speaking, I'm like, Korean. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, calm down. Enough, Julia. <laughs> Please don't forget the title of the podcast. It's a Korean isn't it? <laughs> this is brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a winner, Lele. <laughs> oh, oh, well. oh, no. It's in green in my notes. So it's a winner. Maybe I've shared too much. <laughs> Okay. So, speaking of what's next, what is next for all of you? What does the future look like? Mm. Mm. What's my future like? <laughs> what is my future? My future is. I've actually no. I don't do that. <laughs> I've been thinking about doing a PhD and then I go, no, I don't want to do that. And then I go, maybe I should write a book. And then I go, no, I don't want to do that. So, yeah, that's kind of where I'm at currently with what's next. But I do know that in reality what is next is um, continuing buses learning, um, yeah, marking skin. Uh, so yeah, so that's pretty much my hands and my chest will be her work. Mm. Yeah, uh, I haven't really thought about it too much. I kind of did before lockdown happened. I was like, okay, I might give myself yeah. another year in this role and then and see what happens. Um, and then lockdown, so <laughs> I have to. Yeah, it really does shift how you think yeah. about the future. Like I, which yeah. I find it hard to kind of answer the question, mainly because mm-hmm. we're in a holding pattern. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
And we don't actually, I do know that uh, when the borders open, we'll be going to Aussie for a bit. Nice. <laughs> yeah, just to experience, you know, Aussie life. Mm. Mm. <laughs> the food, I'm going back for the food, I'll be honest. Yeah. I want to go to Parat Markets, done. Mm. Yeah. That's my future. Nice. <laughs> a bowl of laksa. Yes. <laughs> How do you know, Rob? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, what's next for me? I'm I'm also considering study. Um, it's it's all about the stars. That's kind of all I have kind of in the forefront of my mind. There's big family shifts that are happening for us. Like we've um, uh, so that's that's new. You know, we're all kind of learning to adjust. Um, but I, I think maybe in summary, I've just got a. I, I think maybe this is the the gift of growing older is just making sure that everything I do from now on is either a fuck yes or a hell no. It's like you know, I just I just need to work with people that are going to bring their stuff to the table and. Um, yeah, if if you if if I can't feel, you know, you don't you don't need to articulate be able to articulate your your project, your idea, and you know, all the pretty words. But if I can feel your generosity and your energy, then um, I'm happy. I'm happy to play. Yeah. Mm. Nice. Yeah. And I feel like that is the perfect ending to a very in-depth conversation with these aunties. And to close, I just want to pose a few points to consider and reflect on. If you're an emerging artist, ask yourself, who are your mentors and your inspiration? Who are the women and the people that support you, but also hold you accountable to stay true to not only yourself, but your art form? To those struggling to feel creative at this time, or if you are feeling guilty for not producing art in this mayhem, don't. Um, we just spoke to established and successful artists and some of them have been in a slump because of COVID and the world as it sits today. And that's not a bad thing. Take the time that you need to rest and start again slowly. And I just want to send a massive thank you to Auntie Marianne, Auntie Julia and Auntie Reina for your participation in this podcast. Couldn't have done it without you. It has been so uplifting and it is always healing when you have the time to sit and listen to Auntie's talk. So thank you again. And thank you listeners for your time. And I'm looking forward to sharing our next episode very soon. I'll see you then. Bye.